Shocker alert. Joe Biden's a liar and lying liars lie. Good old lunch bucket Joe has been at it again. And this time he's been tossing out some real doozies on abortion. Your radio activist will expose Joe Biden's lies and provide an antidote and action points today on the program. Activist Radio of the Mark Carrington Show is brought to you by Created Equal, and you can donate to our ministry and the radio program by going to createdequal.org or markharringtonshow.com and just click on the right side. There's a little donate link there that supports the ministry of Created Equal and uh, puts us on more radio programs. It expands our reach here on all our social media platforms. So today we're going to be talking about President Joe Biden's press conference that was a couple of days ago where he uh, announced the signing of an executive order in response to the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Uh, and so we're going to go through that uh, press conference, at least parts of it, and expose the lies of Joe Biden on abortion. Because when Joe Biden lies, babies die. And so we're going to be talking about some of the things that Joe Biden said during that press conference and how they are inadequate. And we're going to go through each one of these. And then we're going to finish up with some action points, things you can be doing now that we are entering into this whole new uh, paradigm of a post-Roe America. We're going to give you action points here on Activist Radio. And I am your radio activist, Mark Harrington. Thanks for joining us today. So, Let's just jump right in. This is the first uh, clip, and this is Joe Biden saying that the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade because they, quote, always despised the ruling. Go ahead and play that clip. The majority has overruled Roe and Casey for one and only one reason, because it has always despised them, and now it has the votes to discard them, end of quote. So what we're witnessing wasn't a constitutional judgment. It was an exercise in raw political power. All right. So you know, here he is saying that they've always despised them. Is, is that right, Joe? Uh, we've had 49 years of Roe v. Wade. The liberals have controlled the U.S. Supreme Court ever since Roe versus Wade was handed down in 1973. Now the tables have turned all of a sudden and you say that they've always despised them. No, not really, because those there were three justices on the U.S. Supreme Court that ruled in the Dobbs v. Jackson case that weren't there five years ago. Now, these five justices that ruled to overturn Roe versus Wade, they may have despised Roe because it was bad law, because it was unconstitutional from the beginning. And I love how he uses the term or the phrase raw political power. You know, that's stolen from the Roe versus Wade opinion written by Harry Blackman when, or I'm sorry, that people have referred to, I'm sorry, the uh, Roe v. Wade decision as an exercise in raw, raw judicial power, raw judicial power, which it was. So this is just a play on some of the criticisms that have been used to uh, levied against Roe versus Wade when Joe Biden says it was a, an exercise in raw political power. Here's the thing. Elections matter. Elections have consequences. And because 
Donald Trump won the White House in 2016 and put three justices on the Supreme Court. Guess what? They're actually going to follow his philosophy of strict constructionism. And so it's interesting how the left loves the courts and loves the U.S. Supreme Court when they go their way, when they rule in their favor. But the moment they step out of line, the moment that they might change or have a position that's contrary to their to theirs, they automatically trash them. And that's what Joe Biden did here. All right. Second clip talking about how American women need to now go to the ballot box. Go ahead and play that clip. It's a quote now from the majority. Women are not without electoral or political power. It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. There you go. So listen, here's the thing. You can't have it both ways, Joe. Uh, You don't like the U.S. Supreme Court's decision. You say it's raw political power, but then you want American women to go out and vote. Uh, isn't that a political process? Huh? And what's the big problem anyway? Why don't we put this up for a vote? If women are a majority of voters, which according to the Dobbs v. Jackson case, Samuel Alito basically said that uh, women vote and they vote in large numbers, then what's the problem with letting the people decide, Joe? What's the big problem? Uh, We're just now returning this back to the states where it should have been all along and it's taken it out of the the Supreme Court's hand. Now nine justices on the Supreme Court don't hold uh, authority over the abortion question. It's just been returned to the state legislatures. And if you're so confident, confident in your position, Joe, that this is a supposedly constitutional right, a right to abortion, then you shouldn't be afraid of anything. These women should vote in lockstep. And in these states, and abortion should basically be legal in every state. So, again, uh, you know, what's the problem if we just return this back to the people to decide? Because it's not a constitutional right, never was. The right to abortion doesn't appear in the U.S. Constitution. The right to privacy, those words actually don't appear, uh, clearly don't extend, at least if you believe there is a right to privacy, it doesn't extend to the right to a woman to kill her baby. So, Let's give it back to the people. I think we should uh, feel a little more confident in the American people than we do nine justices on the Supreme Court. All right. Next uh, clip is about this uh, 10-year-old young lady who was raped, apparently, and was seeking an abortion uh, in the state of Ohio and had to go out of state. So go ahead and play this clip. This is Joe Biden talking about this case of the 10-year-old. Uh, who was raped and was seeking an abortion. Go ahead and play that clip. Just last week, it was reported that a 10-year-old girl was a rape victim in Ohio, 10 years old, and she was forced to have to travel out of the state to Indiana to seek to terminate the presidency and maybe save her life. That's last part is my judgment, 10 years old. 10 years old. Well, the first thing is he said terminate the presidency. Did you catch that? Lunch Bucket Joe, uh, I mean, this is just, if it weren't tragic, it'd be comical. Terminate the presidency? And then he said, this is my judgment. Well, I think it's a judgment of a lot of Americans that we ought to terminate the presidency of Joe Biden. So this isn't a gaffe. This guy just doesn't even know what he's talking about. In fact, I don't even know if he knows where he is. 
at any point in time, frankly. But beside that, let's talk about the the uh, content of the of this this reference to this 10 year old who was apparently raped and had to go out of state to have an abortion. First of all, it was reported by the Indianapolis Star by a, a an abortion doctor, Dr. Caitlin Bernard. The only source of this story initially was from the Indiana St Indianapolis Star by an abortion doctor in Indianapolis that apparently prescribed the abortion pills to this 10-year-old girl who was raped and got pregnant. For days, there was no further information or no uh, evidence to the fact that this ever, ever happened. So a lot of conservatives, unfortunately, got a little ahead of ourselves and claimed that this was a lie. It turned out to be actually the truth, in, in, including our own attorney general here in Ohio. Uh, attorney General Yost went on, on television talking about that he had not heard anything about this and had looked into it to see if there were any charges, any claims to this effect. But we know now that it is a true story because a 27-year-old illegal immigrant by the name of Gerson Fuentes, or Fuentes, I don't know how to pronounce that last name necessarily, has been charged with the uh, rape of this 10-year-old girl. So apparently it is true. And on June 30th, this young lady underwent a medical abortion in Indianapolis. Now, before we go any further, let's be clear. This is a tragedy. This is awful to think of a 10-year-old young girl who was raped by an illegal alien, an illegal immigrant, and in, in this case, actually went and had the abortion. Now, we'll talk about the abortion in a second. But the first thing of concern would be uh, criminalizing this illegal alien, this man that did it. That should be the first order of business. And the second thing is to take care of this young lady who's now going to need uh, counseling and, and other things and support that we should be concerned about her. I think this was seized upon by the Biden administration to try to drive home a political point. And in that way, this young girl and her story has been exploited, taken advantage of, if you will, to drive home a, a point on abortion. And that is that states like Ohio, their abortion laws are so extreme that a 10-year-old who's uh, been raped and got pregnant, has to go out of state to, to have an abortion. Uh, let's stick to the, the facts of the matter, and that is this rape should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law, and the rapist, this illegal alien, should be brought to justice. Let's deal with that first. There was no mention of that in the press conference. There's been little mention of that since we found out that the story is true. So let's deal with that first. Now, let's deal with the issue of this 10-year-old's abortion. Uh, it's a tragic situation, but let's be clear. The, the, the rape, which is an act of violence against an innocent young girl, in this case, 10 years old, is a tragedy, tra travesty. And it's an injustice, and it's wrong, and it's evil. Let's be clear. There is a victim here and she needs to be taken care of. But 
the abortion that she was able to have by going out of state does not solve the rape. In fact, it doesn't unrape her. In fact, beyond that, it just adds a second act of violence, this time perpetrated against her body again, voluntarily, or at least her parents or whoever uh, had her had her do this. Now she's not only got the memory of the rape in her mind to have to work through in counseling, but she's always going to have to deal with the abortion, which now she killed an innocent unborn children or un, unborn child because of the sexual abuse. That child did not deserve the death penalty because of the actions of this father, in this case, an illegal alien. Uh, this will not unrape the young lady. This will only cause uh, more harm than just the uh, rape itself. Now there are two acts of violence against this young lady and an act of violence against an innocent bystander in all of us, and that is the unborn child. This reminds me of what we call or have been called honor killings in the third world. Honor killings are where families who have a young daughter who has been raped, they often kill the daughter to deal with the shame of the rape. Well, we don't kill the daughter. We don't kill the 10-year-old. We kill the baby to deal with the shame of the rape. Uh, and, and to me, it's just not an answer to the problem. We are more compassionate than that. We need to find other solutions other than abortion to deal with this issue of sexual abuse and pregnancy. And unfortunately, Joe Biden didn't mention anything about the perpetrator and the criminal act of rape against this 10-year-old, only that she couldn't go have an abortion. Like somehow this is going to erase the, uh, the rape in her mind just because she had an abortion. No, it's only going to compl uh, 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 complicate things and make it worse for her. All right, let's move on. The next quote is about voting. Uh, this is, again, Joe Biden at the press conference the other day. Go ahead with this next clip. Challenge is go out and vote. Well, for God's sake, there's an election in November. Vote, 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 vote. <laughs> well, that's interesting because he says, vote, 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 vote. Well, isn't that what they did in, in, in 2020? Uh, dead people voted. Uh, people that didn't exist voted. Uh, there were fake ballots all over the country. We all know that there's a whole lot of corruption going on in the 2020 election. And Joe Biden is saying, vote, vote, vote. It's just funny to me that he probably wouldn't mind if people voted more than once. So he's basically telling people to go to the ballot box. He thinks that this election is going to hinge upon the Dobbsy Jackson decision and the overturning of Roe versus Wade. I'm skeptical. I don't believe that's going to be necessarily the case. I don't think Americans are going to go to the polls in, in large numbers and vote based on uh, the pro-choice position on abortion. I, I don't. We'll, we'll wait and see. But, uh, you know, that's that's their only play now. And that's the way it should be. Right. This should be put up to the people to decide uh, not nine unelected judges on the U.S. Supreme Court. All right. Next clip. Uh, he's talking about miscarriage again, fear mongering and lying about what's going on in America in a post row uh, country, basically trying to freak people out that if you're having a miscarriage that you're not going to be able to get medical care. Go ahead and play that clip. A patient comes into an emergency room in any state in the union. She's expressing and experiencing life-threatening miscarriage. 
But the doctor is going to be so concerned about being criminalized for treating her, they delay treatment to call the hospital lawyer who is concerned the hospital would be penalized if a doctor provides a life-saving care. It's outrageous. Well, again, this is a hypothetical. There's no case in which we are aware of and that this has taken place. He's making it up out of thin air. In other words, he's lying. We don't know that this is happening in emergency rooms. We don't know if this is happening anywhere in the country. Now, there may be a concern among some physicians as to whether they get the law right. I mean, that that's normal. I mean, this is new. Uh, Road just was overturned, so it makes sense that some people at hospitals and other places are trying to figure out what to do in, in cases maybe even similar like this. But it doesn't mean a woman's going to die from a miscarriage because they don't know what to do because they haven't figured out whether a miscarriage is an abortion or not. So that's a lie. Uh, Life-threatening miscarriage. Here's the thing. If someone has a miscarriage, and, and my wife and I have experienced that three of them, unfortunately, what happens is the baby's already dead. So if you go into an emergency or you go to OBGYN and you've had a miscarriage, guess what? They're not going to detect a heartbeat. They know the baby's dead. And they're going to perform a DNC to remove the, the, the child, the already dead child. So you're not killing an unborn baby. That's abortion. Miscarriage and removing a miscarriage is not abortion, never has been, and never has been treated as if it were. And so, again, this is just another way of freaking people out, trying to get them to worry and fear that if they have a miscarriage, they're going to go to jail. Uh, it isn't going to happen. There's no cases of it. Joe Biden made it out, made this up out of uh, thin air, made it out of thin air. So. That's that's basically Joe Biden's press conference. There's more to it, of course. If you want to listen and watch the whole thing, it's difficult to watch or listen to. But if you want to find out more, you can go listen to it on your own time. I'd like to move on and just talk about in the last several minutes about a post-Roe America. Things are changing quickly on the ground. Currently, it's kind of hard to keep track of how many states are banned abortion, how many states are expanding access to to child killing, but our good friends at Operation Rescue have put together a map, and that map shows the number of current states that have outlawed abortion. And uh, at current count, as of today, there are nine states. And Mr. Producer, if you would pop that up on the stage, the uh, uh, on the on the page, there are nine states that have currently outlawed abortion, according to Operation Rescue. And Operation Rescue is making calls into these states every day to find out. And these numbers are going to increase over time. Many of them uh, will be seen coming online uh, within the next several weeks because of the trigger laws that are passed in state legislatures that had a 30-day institution or to, in order to institute and enforce the law the law uh, was given 30 days to be put into effect. So we're going to start seeing those come online. I suspect we're going to be up to 20 states before long, which is good news. And there'll be more uh, as time goes on, probably arriving around 25, 26 states that severely restrict abortion through heartbeat laws or totally outlaw it. One of those states is Mississippi. And Mississippi, as you can, if you recall, is at the heart of this entire issue because it was the Dobbs v. Jackson case that came out of Mississippi, and it was relating to uh, the uh, to uh, the uh, women's health organization. The Dobbs case was brought about 
because of that. Uh, the, the abortion center is in Jackson, Mississippi, and has been referred to by pro-abortion advocates as the pink house, the pink house. Uh, and that was at the heart of the Dobbs v. Jackson case. And what's interesting about this is our organization, Created Equal, took one of our justice rides. That's where we take young people, put them in buses, go on the road, teach them on the bus, teach them in the classroom, take them out on the streets to public sidewalks, to abortion centers, to college and high school campuses, and train them how to debate abortion. Well, in 2015, we took a justice ride and we followed the freedom rides of the 1960s, which brought us to Jackson, Mississippi, in the pink house. And outside the pink house, we prayed that God would use the case against the pink house, against the the uh, Dobbs, this, this, this situation in, in Mississippi, Jackson, Mississippi, this abortion mill, to bring down Roe versus Wade. And seven years later, or I should say eight, they did it. And so God answered our prayers. Eight years ago, we prayed in front of the pink house and God used those prayers, answered those prayers to bring down Roe versus Wade in the, uh, which was the pink house is called Jackson Women's Health Organization, which led to the Dobbs case. So it's it's just a, a, an, a, an example of the faithfulness of God to answer our prayers and our efforts over the last 49 years and to bring about this result. Uh, finally, let me deal with a couple reactions uh, that are we're seeing come online as a result of the overturning of Roe versus Wade. First of all, vasectomies have almost doubled requests for vasectomies have almost doubled across the country. If you would, Mr. Producer, go ahead and play that clip. At the same time, more men are taking action themselves in the aftermath of Roe v. Wade, turning to vasectomies. The number of Google searches for the word vasectomy peaked just one day after the Supreme Court's ruling last month. And now doctors are saying that it's not just searches. More patients are asking for the procedure IRL in real life. Manuel Bojorquez is in Miami Shores with more. Manny, I'm going to be you watching this. Very you can leave it there. So this is really interesting. Of course, it's mostly liberal men because who else would want a vasectomy? Someone who's uh, participating in promiscuity, sex outside of marriage, they're the ones who want vasectomies normally because they don't want children and they want to have sex and they don't want to be responsible if they get their girlfriend pregnant. So I'm not a, I'm opposed to vasectomies based on biblical grounds. I don't think we should be messing with the machinery that God has put in place for us because he said that we should be uh you know filling the earth and and procreating, right? We should have lots of children. Children are a blessing. They're a heritage of the Lord. It's all good and we want to have children. We don't want to mess with God's way about bringing them, uh, bringing children in the world. Of course, that's within the covenant of marriage. So those who are operating outside the covenant of marriage in fornication are outside of God's will to begin with. Uh, and so having a vasectomy is outside of God's will as well. But you know what? At least they won't be getting pregnant and having abortions. So babies won't be dying. So I guess that's one way to limit the number of pro-abortion advocates in the world if they don't if the pro-abortion advocates 
don't have children. I guess it's one way to get around to that. I'm not saying I'm promoting that as a as a strategy or not, but it just looks like some are already having vasectomies, which I'm like, okay, I guess that's one way to deal with it. The better way would be to sanctify and believe in the sanctity of marriage. And within the sanctity of marriage, you have consensual adults that participate in the marital act. And because of that, they bring about children, right? We can't separate sex from procreation. And if we do, that's what we have today. Sex has just become a, a entertainment or, or anything like that. And we've separated sex from procreation. That's the problem. That's what birth control did. That's what abortion does. Consent to sex is consent to parenting or to pregnancy. So we need to make that clear. So, folks, uh, if you want to get involved, please submit a comment or question. Go to MarkCarringtonShow.com. Also, uh, share the program and subscribe to it on our pop, all the popular podcasting platforms. And also leave a five-star review as well. And stay tuned to the Mark Harrington Show as we be talking about a post-Row America and how we are going to be uh, using our resources in key battleground states like Michigan and other states to try to restrict and ban abortion in a post-Row America. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember America to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to make a difference for the cause of life, liberty, and justice, go to createdequal.org. To follow Mark, go to markharringtonshow.com. Be sure to tune in next time for your marching orders in the culture war.